0: this is the real magic podcast learn about great design and use it to get great results now your hosts greg merrilies and alan nunez Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Al and I today for the Real Magic Design Podcast, where we try to unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from Studio One Design, and here's my co-host, Alan from Pixel Partners. How are you, man?
1: I'm awesome. I'm so awesome. I'm hanging for this second part of this six-part series. It's a cliffhanger, isn't it? <laughs> oh look, I just you know, like the whole reciprocity idea was brilliant and I'm just really looking forward to the next steps. And I know this one is a really interesting one, and I don't think Yeah. Look, hey, you know what? Let's just get into it.
0: You got it, man. <laughs> cool. So yeah, as you discussed in the First episode of the six-part series on the six principles of influence in website design, we discussed reciprocity and the benefits of giving away as much free content as possible on your website um, as it subconsciously influences people to give back to you. So that's why we talked about that. So on this episode, we're going to discuss the second principle of influence, which is authority.
1: Oh, dun-dun-dun. And listen, (laughs) if you haven't heard the first part of this series – just jump back to realmagic.com and have a listen because it will tie in really nicely. So, uh, all right, get us into this topic of authority, Greg. Yeah,
0: cool, man. All right. So, I mean, just a b- bit of a backstory, you know, why I believe I'm the authority to be talking about this topic is because we've designed, you know, hundreds of websites over the last few years for some high-level marketers and their clients, but also for, you know, all types of clients, like not just internet marketers. So, if you're, you know, a plumber or, or you know, an accountant or whatever, this will still be good for you. So, um, yeah, what I realize when designing all these websites, the ones that get the best results are the ones that subconsciously use the power of psychology in design to influence people to take action. So just to recap, here's the list of the six principles of influence in website design that we're covering in this series. And it's one topic per episode. So last one was on reciprocity. This one's on authority. Part three will be on consistency. Part four on likability. Part five on scarcity. Part six... Six will be on consensus. So, what is authority? So, basically, the definition of authority is the power to determine or otherwise settle issues or disputes. It's also an accepted source of information or advice from an expert on a subject. And if I was going to put into a metaphor, think of authority like a chair. So it needs legs to stand up. When authority does not have support, it becomes useless. So the goal with your website is to build authority through support elements so that visitors see you as a credible source for information, which will inevitably mean you'll be trusted more. And that's the goal of your website, to build trust, essentially.
1: Well, because if it's online, it's true, right? (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
0: So people trust credible, knowledgeable experts and think about people in the offline world that you would automatically trust like uh, a doctor, a pilot, police, you know, a judge, etc. And that's mainly just from the fact that they are seen as an authority by society as a rule and they wear, you know, fancy uniforms. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, you're not exactly going to wear a uniform on your website. Well, you might, depends on, you know, what niche you're in. You know, we have many ways of building authority on your website, which we'll share shortly. But Al, do you have any comments or questions so far, mate?
1: Look, I, I love this. And I think that this is, there's just so many levels to authority and and. Honestly, right. like I'm, your first bit, I'm still just processing because it sounded a little bit like a dictionary definition. So if you can just help me understand a couple of things, that would be really cool and I'm sure the listener would love it as yeah, well. Yeah, it right? was a
0: dictionary definition.
1: The first part was. Oh. <laughs> cool. <All right>. So <laughs> so what you're saying is, right, that even an authority, right, if you are a genuine authority in your industry, doesn't matter if yeah. you don't have supporting elements, to give you authority and credibility. Is that kind of where you were going with this?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you might not know that you have, you know, elements that you can put on your website to help people know that you're an authority, and we'll get into those examples later. But, yeah, it's about letting people know that you are an authority. And you can do
1: that by sharing your knowledge as well. I do find that kind of interesting. And I I noticed that you mentioned, you know, the societal rule that says a doctor, a pilot, a policeman, a judge is an authority, right? But what I find really, really interesting is that, you know, a lot of people assume people's authority just because of a situation, if that makes sense. So, you know, for example, a weatherman or a newsreader, they're respected, you know, they're 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 almost the average person in society would consider that person one notch up from them. Not everybody, but there is this perception yeah. that oh, well, you know, you're a news reader, you must be an expert. Well, you're an expert in reading the news, but because you're constantly talking about these high profile topics, then they're related mm. to you. You know, there's an interesting phenomenon in in the US where new uh, weather weatherman, weather man, weather people, right? gets praised and, you know, society loves them when the weather is good. But when hurricanes and huge snowfalls come, they get hate mail. Now, the (laughs) weatherman doesn't, yeah, the weatherman does not create the weather. He just reports it, right? Oh, come on. No, for real. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right? So, yeah, you know, so this, this, this idea that we, I think, instinctually put on people who are, in a position of authority. And I think it's the same reason why, you know, security guards in certain situations wear a uniform, right? Yeah. Because a uniform represents authority. You know, that's the same reason why you wouldn't have a concierge out the front or, or of your hotel in shorts and thongs, well, unless you're, you know, maybe in Fiji.
0: You're not going to hand the keys
1: over to someone,
0: yeah, that's not in a uniform, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I just think if you really drill down into it, and I know, <laughs> this used to drive me nuts, right? Okay, so I used to, uh, you know, pop to, to Coles. Back in the days when I would work in an office and work in retail, I would yeah. pop to Coles to, you know, buy some groceries for home. And you know how many times I got asked where things were in other aisles because I looked like I was a Coles <laughs> manager because I was wearing my shirt and tie. And, you know, it's like, I don't work here. But they, again, it's just, yeah, you know, people just make connections. So, authority, super important. Sorry, I, that was a bit of a ramble, but I hope it made sense. No, 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 it's,
0: it's <laughs> good to digress and, and, you know, it's all on the same topic. And what we're trying to do here is tie that traditional sense of the word authority into your website design. And, uh, yeah, everything that you said really supports the topic. So, no, it's super cool.
1: I, I guess I was just – what I was getting at was you don't have to be a doctor, a pilot, a policeman or a judge to have authority right? Like there's authority at so many different levels. You got it. You got it. And
0: yeah, honestly, with your website, there's so many ways, which we'll get into now. So how to use authority on a website? So there's actually a style of website that is called an authority website. And it's usually a high quality website that is respected by knowledgeable people in their industry. So it's a website that has content on it. And it's usually content that is so good and so useful that uh, when people, you know, when they land on it and and they read it, they want to share the content. So uh, the more they share it, the more you'll be favored by Google as well, which is like a, a side benefit. But essentially, you're helping these people and they are perceiving you as an authority because you are so, you know, so helpful, essentially, and trustworthy. So, the style of authority sites that I recommend is a, a blog-style homepage, you know, if you really are going to release a lot of content, that is. And that's where the, on the homepage you'll have snippets of, say, you know, your most recent six to ten blog posts or vlog or whatever you want to have, um, whichever, you know, form of content pleases you have that on your homepage and then people can click through that to link off to read the the full article. Basically, these sites are full of valuable information and each one of the topics usually digs really deep into one topic per blog post but still relevant to your target market. So, things to consider when you're posting. So, um, do your research is, is number one. Um, make sure you're not posting stuff that's already been posted on, on other people's sites or if they, you know, the same topics being posted, make sure your content is original. Um, if you start copying everyone else, you won't be seen as an authority and even Google will know that you're doing that as well and you'll be slapped for that. So um, yeah, just ask yourself if you are posting high quality content, would a magazine in your niche, pub or niche publish your blog post or publish your content? So, yeah, that's an authority website. And just be warned though that creating an authority blog website can take a lot of time to build. So you have to be really patient. I mean, it can take months or years depending on how much content you release. So the formula can be summed up like this. An accumulation of high-quality content that gets shared will attract more visitors and more shares. So the more quality content you release will raise your status as an authority in your niche. You don't need to have an authority blog site, though. I mean, that's just one way of doing it. Um, do you have any comments on that, Al, or do you want me to get into the other ways you can portray Dude, I'm
1: Dude, I'm taking notes and I'm absorbing, um, you know, cool, because it's all great stuff. I think that, um, you know, blogging, a lot of businesses are going to say blogging's not for me, right? So I just want mm-hmm. to crystallise and clarify, right? Sure. You know, there's different types of content that you can put on a blog, right? Yeah. So it could be... How to's for example. It doesn't have to be some random article yeah. about a topic that you're passionate about. You know, if you're an IT service provider, you can do, you know, how to update your XYZ software, you know, what's changed in the new version of Microsoft. So, that gives you authority because you're helping those people out. Um, if you're a retailer, you could break down how to use your products, you know, what's in the box. Exactly. This, it's just, you know what, it this, this Word blog is great, but I think a lot of business owners misunderstand it. It's not about creative writing, it's about high-quality, useful information. Yeah, helpful is the key word. Yeah, helpful. helpful Useful to the reader.
0: Yeah, you got it. And think about your your visitor and you know, even like somebody that's doing a Google search for something related to, you know, your industry, they'll usually be Googling how to. Blah, 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 you know, and if you can answer that in a helpful way because you are the authority, you are the expert, you have, you know, valuable knowledge on that topic. If you share that, then that is essentially how, you know, you would would share that on a blog post and that is how you would be found through your blog post. So, it's very powerful. So, Al, do you want to hear of some other ways you can portray authority on your website? Absolutely. Let's hit this. Cool, man. All right. So you can use images to help with positioning you as the authority. So for instance, you know, like we design websites for speakers and we often show them on the main image, you know, above the fold, the first thing you see when you land on the page, showing them speaking from stage. And that immediately makes you think that they're an authority. You know, that's one way through images, even just showing you or your team photographed you know, in in your uniform or or a suit or something like that will also help portray authority. Um, Another thing you can do with photos, if you have been photographed with an authority in your niche or an authority in general, you could use that as a leverage point as well and have a caption of, you know, me and whoever it is underneath that photo so people are really clear who that is. So I think, Al, you have a term for that, don't you?
1: Yeah, look, I think, I mean, that can be done in a, in a whole bunch of ways, but a photo is super powerful, right? Mm. But it's a, it's a transfer of authority, right? So if, you, if I was a nobody and I posted a photo of me with, you know, the President of the United States, the Prime Minister of England, the Prime Minister of Australia. If I posted one every week, a photo of me with each of those world leaders, right, by the end of the year, I guarantee you people would perceive me as some sort of authority in world politics, even with no mm-hmm. caption, right? Yeah,
0: you're so, probably right.
1: Yeah, because there's this transfer of authority. If I'm in those circles, then I must be, well, hence... I must be an authority in that area, right? And the reality is I could just be, you know, asking them for a donation. I could be, you know, just asking them for uh, for a light for my cigarette. Who knows, right? But I got a photo with them, and if I got a photo with, all, with 52 different world leaders across a year, that authority would transfer. I mean, Oprah is a great example of that. I mean, ultimately, she, she's a journalist. She interviewed people, and now she's a multi-billion-dollar business owner. Right, mm-hmm. um, And there are so many instances where journalists become niche authorities in areas, not because they're necessarily non- knowledgeable in that area, but because they've been interviewing so many people within that area.
0: Yeah, you got it. And that's another great point that you could have interviews on your blog post as well. So whether it's a blog or, you know, an, an audio podcast or whatever the case is, like we do as well. We we interview experts. And that's helping with our authority building, which, uh, yeah, is another way you can do it. So. Yeah, you can, a few other ways you can do it. So, you can use your accreditation. So, accreditations are generally a process of validation in which colleagues, you know, universities and other institutes of higher learning are evaluated. So, what does that mean? It means if you've studied for your profession, you know, you could use the uh, certificates, for instance, on your site or, you know, just anything, any associations you might have, um, you might be credited in an industry association in your niche. So if you have all these logos on your site, it's it's also going to help build authority. I mean, we try to use them in a, in a subtle way, usually on your site so that they don't compete with the call to action, you know, the main purpose of the site, but just by having them will help build the authority. And we generally might have them in like a horizontal band going across
1: the footer of site where the logos are kind of greyed out. Oh, definitely. I mean, I know that um, as a cadet photographer, um, I was, my my, my boss said to me, you know, we've got to get you into the national awards and we've got to try and get you some kind of an award or at least some kind of accreditation that you were, Mm -hmm. you know, in the finals or something like that, you know, because then I went from being a, a newbie to an award-winning photographer.
0: Yeah, awards are are absolutely uh, an essential thing. If you have awards, and that's uh, another thing you can do as a business is apply for industry awards. And even if you're a a finalist, that's still a a pretty good uh, authority builder. And
1: my tip on that too is keep them current, right? So there's nothing worse for authority than seeing best local business in the local business awards, 1994 right (laughs) Um, because you know what i I don't want to know that you're the best business owner in 1994 i want to know this year or last year and the minute it becomes out of date take it down and go and get another one you know so um, and the same with your accreditations you know it's great to say that i've got an mba or what have you but is there anything more current that you could show that would do it. I mean, LinkedIn is a great example of how they use two different types of accreditations in in LinkedIn. So there's your formal learnings that you're allowed to publish, but then they ask other people that you know to endorse you, right? So you also get accreditation by endorsement, which is awesome.
0: Absolutely, and that's another way that I would encourage you. So, for instance, you know, what we do on our site is we have authorities in our niche giving video testimonials. So it's the same type of thing that you're talking about there. So that's another way you can build authority. You know, another way you touched on before, you know, sort of having awards, if you're, for instance, a best-selling author, put that up there above the fold. And I guess the trick is to try and get as much credibility to build authority as possible above the fold, meaning the first bit you see when you're on on the website. So if you're an author of a best-selling book, put a, you know, for instance, a photo of you, a photo of your book um, and have the title best-selling author or, you know, best-selling Amazon or whatever the case is. But yeah, if you have that up there, people are instantly going to perceive you as the uh, authority. So, we touched on social proof. So, I mean, we will be talking more in depth in uh, part six, actually, on consensus of this six-part series. But, you know, for instance, if you're selling products on your website, and let's say you are selling them on Amazon as well, and you might have, say, 5,000, you know, five-star reviews, then you could put that on your site as well to really position you as, you know, an expert seller. And, you know, you've got a lot of social proof showing that, you know, you're the real deal essentially and your stuff works.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know what? Um, Social proof I find a really interesting one and and, uh, I was actually thinking about this today, Greg, as I was answering some of our comments on Mm therealmagic.com. Now, we use the Discuss plugin. Right. Well, you do. And it's cool, but I was thinking about this, like, you know, social proof comes in a number of ways and and comments, feedback, star ratings, all this kind of stuff, I think, helps in any business, right? Uh, Google Places, I don't know what it's called today. They've changed it, haven't they? Was really trying to do this, you know, get ratings and things like that. Oh, yeah, And the, the thing that concerns me, though, is, you know, how do you make your social proof not look like it's solicited or fabricated right because most people Mm -hmm. will move with the herd so if there's a bunch of people who say this is wonderful they're going to go with it right so that's why you want the social proof but you know i'm starting to think about you know we use the discuss plugin but i was going to do a with you after this recording actually a pros and cons on of using facebook comments rather than the discuss platform and, and see if by having it on Facebook, it's a more neutral commenting platform, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, there are definitely pros and cons.
1: Yeah. So and and, and I think that's got to do with social proof. You know, like if we can if we can be one step disconnected from these comments, then they're more realistic to the reader. Mm. Yeah, good point. I mean anybody can have a product for sale and have twenty five star reviews and great comments if they just delete the other eighty bad ones right? So (laughs) you don't want it to look too fabricated. I mean, I've seen retail sites where the comments and the ratings are obviously fabricated and you just think, well, you know, when you dig deep enough, you can see it's been used 18 times over their products. So I'm sorry, I don't believe that 18 different people used exactly the same wording so
0: yeah i mean we'll go deeper into that in that topic but yeah there are a lot of you know plugins that address your exact issue like knowing whether or not they're real so for instance you might have an amazon ratings review plugin built into your site embedded into your site and people can actually click through to it to know that it's legit into your amazon store things like that
1: yeah and that's my point you know Uh, Make it one step once removed so that, you know, where possible, you're giving not only social proof, but you're giving the reader validation that it's real social proof because it's not controlled by you. You Um, got it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, same with uh, just, you know, little social media plugins like Facebook or Twitter or whatever. If you have 100,000 fans uh, or followers, you know, that can also help build authority. So show that on your site as well. I would say, Only have it in the footer of your site. I wouldn't have it anywhere else on your site and don't have it in any sales pages because it is essentially a leakage point. People click on that and they could, you know, never come back, sort of thing. Yeah, all those things that show that you have a lot of following will definitely help build authority.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Well, like you said, people follow herds. You know, if they, if enough people say that your stuff is awesome, then you're more likely to believe it and it's come from others, not you. Don't
1: go and buy a hundred thousand fans, by the way. It's uh you are genuine fans, genuine followers. And it can takes you still time do that? You
0: probably can. You can, you definitely can. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's probably a fiber yeah. gig Do, yeah it's probably true. <laughs> There's a few other ways you can help build authority. Uh, we've covered the, you know the most common ways. you know for instance, you could also leverage the forms of you know other, other advertising forms that you've used like say for instance if you advertise on TV just have a little thing as seen on TV you might have seen that a lot on websites and that sort of makes people think oh geez you know they're, they're a serious deal so it just helps once again with the um, uh, perception of authority. And also, if you, uh, for a, a website's main USP, um, you can also put authority into that. So, for instance, like, you know, let's say our podcast, El, we could have Australia's favourite podcast for design, for instance, you know. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's kind of bringing social proof into it. And, you know, you've got to make sure that those statements are, are true. But if they are true, then you can use that in your main USP to help with building authority as well.
1: Yeah, do do make sure you're using genuine statements you know yeah you got it uh, you got it i mean i've seen so. some pretty cagey things done in in my time i think i think we had voted the voted number one uh sorry voted xyz's number one choice right and then in the yeah, fine okay. point you know as voted by the staff of the company that was advertising <laughs> right? yeah in 1984 Yeah, pretty much. So (laughs) you can, look, don't be cagey. I mean, people see through that sort of stuff, but there's always a position, there's always an angle, and often from the inside you don't see it, you know, so sometimes it takes just thinking a little bit outside the square. Yeah, you got it, man. That's it. And so, yeah, just,
0: you know, if you can, I mean, we're talking about authority, and so all those things that we mentioned will help build authority on your website. But what if you don't have anything that is going to show you as an authority on your website. I believe everybody has something, you know, whether it's just sharing your knowledge in the form of, you know, valuable uh, blog posts that people will find helpful, you know, to anything anything else that we've mentioned. I think it's essential to have an authority element on your website and if you don't, honestly, people will not be as engaging with your content and, you know, especially cold, um, cold traffic, they won't see you as an authority and they won't be as easily influenced to take action whether that's you know to download your free content you know in return for an email address or actually purchase a product which is the ultimate goal of your website so definitely in my opinion you need an authority
1: element or you know elements to to help portray that you are an authority. Can I just say your comment about everybody has an authority, I'm just going to back that up and support it, right? And even if you don't feel like you are an authority, the minimum viable authority content platform is the news reporter, right? And every Mm -hmm. industry pretty much has news to be reported on, right? So even if all you did was once a month, reported on what's happening in your field or your industry. Yeah, you will get that authority transfer as a as the news reporter.
0: Exactly. And most people just take that they have this knowledge, they just take it for granted, but you know, even myself like doing this podcast, it just it's enabled me to really dig deep and realize that I've got a lot of knowledge in there that is worth sharing because other people will find it valuable. And yeah, most people don't think they've got that knowledge within within them damn self-limiting beliefs. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) so you might see a pattern emerging in this series. And that is that every one of these six principles is designed to build trust and trust is the ultimate goal of your website. So an action step for you, we're almost the end of this podcast. So don't take for granted that the knowledge that you have is knowledge that people don't want to uh, don't want to know about. So display that knowledge on your site, display your accreditations, social proof, or anything that is going to help your visitors see you as an authority in your niche.
1: That's awesome, Greg.
0: Cool, man. Well, that's all I got for you, buddy. So we have some more exciting news for you, listener. As we mentioned in the last episode, we're giving away 10 The Real Magic T-shirts. And who wouldn't want one of them, Al? Oh,
1: dude, I'm, I'm wearing mine now. <laughs>
0: I really am. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) We should post a picture of it. I'm going to do a selfie right now while we're recording, hey? I love it. Cool, man. Um, So, yeah, if you want to check out these awesome T-shirts, go to successshirt.com. These T-shirts are valued about $30 US each, which is about 400,000 Australian at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we want to give you as many chances to win one of these as possible.
1: So, Alan, do you want to explain how this contest works? Okay. So, not so much a contest, but a, a draw. What we're going to do is we're trying to give you as many opportunities to earn as many tickets as possible in this draw. So, you, you don't just get one ticket, right? You can get as many as you as you want. So, if you the first way is if you subscribe to The Real Magic on iTunes and then come across to therealmagic.com and put your email address in to be notified for new episodes, you're going to get one ticket in the draw, right? If you leave us a positive review on um, iTunes, you'll get an additional five tickets in the draw, all right. Uh, if you share this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or any social media, we will give you another five tickets. Now, you can do this as many times as you want and get as many tickets as you want. Um, look, we're going to try and track this the best we can with uh, technology, but we can't track every single social media share. So if you do um, use a different uh, email for, for your iTunes to your... Um, to the one you put into The Real Magic, or if you want to make sure you get the tickets, take a screenshot or a link and send it to win at realmagic.com, and we'll make sure your tickets go in the draw. So we're going to announce this at the end of this six-part series. Uh, so good luck and um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks, listener. See you all. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast.
0: Hear more at therealmagic.com.